Hello once again everyone, thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card Is Going To Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course a thanks to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free on whichever podcast platform you choose to listen. Thanks to Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, it is delicious, you can get it for takeout or, or delivery uh, if you are in the Maslin, Ohio area. And, uh, you know, they do some catering, too. So if you're having a big party or getting together with a a group of people, um, you know, maybe you're the kind of family that uh, you're planning an outdoor wedding for the summertime. I know it's winter, but people got to plan these things ahead. Uh, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue is a great option to have there. Follow them on social media at Smokin underscore Jay's, J-A-Y-S, B-B-Q. And uh, check them out. Order the food from them. Uh, thanks, of course, to Smartmark Video and IWTV. The merger of the two has made it so much easier to watch AIW. The easiest it's ever been. If you go to independentwrestling.tv, sign up, use the code ABSOLUTE to let them know that you were sent by us. And... Check out not just AIW, but so many other independent wrestling promotions as well, along with all sorts of other content that aren't necessarily uh, wrestling promotions or interviews. So much to happen. Uh, So much that happens to be on IWTV. Check it all out. It's $9.99 a month. And of course, if you go to smartmarkvideo.com, if you're looking for the perfect gift this Christmas, for the wrestling fan in your life, uh, go to smartmarkvideo.com and you can purchase AIW on DVD. You can purchase MP4s as well. It's all right there. The perfect gift, of course, is we bring it up all the time. You can buy every single AIW DVD ever. Anytime an AIW show wants a DVD, it's all smartmarkvideo.com. Buy the complete set. <laughs> <laughs> it's box right set. There. The, the, the box, box set. set. Do you think they'll put it? Would they, if somebody bought them all? Do you think that SmartMark Video would uh, put it in a box set? It's like when my dad got my mom the Eric Clapton box set for Christmas one year. You know, like it came in yeah. like a fancy CD case or you know, I don't know, box. I suppose. Yeah, we'd have to fancy art. Get something designed there, I guess. Uh, and the other shout out, of course. Uh, for sponsors goes to dive bar we will be back at dive bar for the after party this week it's gonna be breaking news breaking news it's gonna be fun and crazy uh as everybody knows there is uh, a lot going on in downtown cleveland we will be later on in the day uh so that will be a lot of fun um all of that stuff will have cleared out by the time the AIW show is over. We'll get into all that stuff here, uh, here momentarily, but we will be back at the dive bar this Saturday uh, after the show at the Odeon. And uh, with that, we'll roll into the show. It is a hard sell week, but we transition over into the shout-out segment. Well, and before you get to the shout-out segment, yeah, we got to plug the new merch site, AIWmerch.com. Just launched today. Well, you know, yesterday at this point, by the time this comes out, uh, working, uh, been working on that for a few weeks, working with a uh, merchandise vendor, going to see how it goes, but uh, lots of different products available that you, probably 90% of them you will not see at a live event. Uh, most of them are going to be 
online exclusive. So check out AIWmerch.com and, uh, you know, buy something. Yeah, we've been listening to you, the fans. And uh, I will point out that one of the things that we've constantly gotten over the years from fans are uh, lady-specific merchandise items. And you've got that on this website. There are crop-top hoodies and T-shirts that you ladies... And there's there's gonna be there's going to be more stuff as um, you know this continues to grow. Um, like I said, you know this is all you know uh, uncharted territory for me, uh, and uh, I'm typically like a merchant hand kind of person. Like, but that that prevents you know a, a lot of this stuff from from being available. It does. Technical issues over here. Uh, yeah, I was like, "What is that?" It's you know, I'm I'm I keep bringing up the AIW Instagram. It's fucking Instagram. I gotta never look at this thing again because I go on there to make it easy so I can see all the graphic pictures uh, for the upcoming show and the card. And it's the stupid reels button. The moment oh, you hit it, and it goes into videos. I stuff. always, always, always have my volume turned down on my phone at all times. I, I usually do, but for some reason I did not there. So there we go. It's turned down now. Uh, yeah, but check out the merch site. It's uh, Johnny did a great job with that. Some some good stuff there. Uh, and I'm working on more. Ones. I'm working on more stuff. Like I've, it's it's kind of it's <laughs> crazy because like I've been requesting you know sample items and different things. There were certain things I wasn't too you know I wanted to see in person. You know what I mean before. We started selling it, you know, I'm, I'm working on uh, joggers and all sorts of different things that uh, have not become available yet. But, uh, yeah, put a lot of time into it. Uh, a couple different snaps, uh, snapback hats, uh, some dad hats, um, things that normally we would not have available at the, at the show. So we're going to see how this goes. Hopefully it creates a uh, decent revenue stream for us as we head into the new year yeah there you go folks and and uh the important thing there too because somebody's going to ask but listen again the majority of this stuff will not be available at aiw shows this is the only place to get it uh, in fact don't plan on get getting any of the stuff at aiw shows just for a safe bet so that way people don't ask us is this particular item available just assume that it's not <laughs> And then be yeah, and, you know that's that's the benefit of you know working with a, a vendor. You know they're going to have a stock and <laughs> be able to you know they're shipping directly to you. You know it doesn't come to us and then go to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of research was done on this. Like it's been consuming my life probably for the last four weeks or so, and uh, you know we rolled it out a little bit yesterday and uh you know some orders came in which is nice and we're gonna see how it goes um but uh if you want you know if you have requests or you know you want something specific uh shoot me an email j-t-h-o-r-n-e at a-i-wrestling.com i'll see if you know i can work with the the vendors and and see what we can make happen for you there you go folks um so now we'll transition here into the the shout out segment, and uh, you know this week, folks, as we are recording this, um, the news has broken 
uh, everybody has heard, and our shout-out segment is is just going to be short and and one one person, and uh, that's the Jimmy Rave, who passed away earlier today as we're recording this. Um, so you know you can we've talked about Jimmy Rave on this podcast. Um, not the, the world's most perfect human. Or, you know, we won't obviously pretend to be as as anybody, if you really pay attention to uh, people who get into pro wrestling, everybody's kind of got their flaws. And sure, Jimmy had them. But I think as you see the outpouring of uh, posts and emotion from so many people that uh, he worked with throughout the years, um, you know, you can be a flawed human and still have a uh, tremendously positive impact on so many people and uh, Jimmy Rafe clearly did. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of sad because it's just one of those things that uh, it, it's just a really sad story. You know, I, mm-hmm. I tweeted something about it. Um, you know when when he wanted to be on he was just an undeniable performer you know that uh, had no ceiling but you know obviously uh, there were for lack of a better term issues there um and you know <laughs> the issues kind of followed him around and um he did have that little resurgence around 2016 2017 which is when uh, we booked him a few times and uh, you know obviously uh, he was great but you know we've discussed you know there were some maybe uh, I don't know not so great things happening uh, at the same time and you know that's just kind of a a really tough thing to see Um, and uh, you, you know we definitely fell out of touch for the most part and um you know i know that there was a lot of uh you know questionable behavior these last few years that i know a lot of people were very rubbed the wrong way about but you know at the end of the day you know uh, his body of work inside a wrestling ring is really what people should be talking about and should be remembering about him you know um everybody has a flaw or you know something they don't want to be remembered uh and you know jimmy rave is no different you know no doubt about that but uh you know the story has come to an end you know um and i think you know jimmy rave wants to be remembered for what he did inside you know those four ring posts and uh not for you know what he did outside of them and uh you know he will be greatly missed i think everybody you know was hoping for a better end to this story absolutely um and that didn't happen this time but um you know uh his work was you know especially early in ring of honor nwa Wildside, uh just phenomenal stuff and uh you know i just i I feel for uh you know his friends and his family i know a lot of people in professional wrestling you know uh, are are greatly affected by this more so than uh, probably you and i yeah um but um 
you know, it's always a sad day, you know, especially, you know, when it's somebody that, you know, has worked for AIW. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's just terrible. You know, it's just terrible whenever anything like this happens. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, our thoughts are with everybody who, uh, is just really reflecting back uh, today in the next several days, weeks, whatever it is, um, as, as they kind of come to terms with, uh, Jimmy Rave's passing. So, we wanted to touch on that. That's it. That's our shout-out segment. Um, felt like that was deserving, and, and we leave it uh, there with, with Jimmy Rave and our condolences, to, again, to everybody there. Um, as uh, It's tough to do. We've talked about it many times on this this podcast, John Thorne. We then transition, have to talk about pro wrestling. That's kind of the weirdness of of you and I doing this together. We've done it far yeah, too many I mean, times, but... It, it does feel like this. I mean, you know, that's the thing. It's like uh, wrestling just it just makes you so much closer to so many tragic stories. Mm-hmm. That is kind of the bad part of wrestling, which we've we've talked about before. It's just you have this gigantic extended family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's just far too many of these stories over the years, um, you know, uh, all different circumstances but you know uh, they don't get any less sad yeah but uh we move over to the the good side of of pro wrestling and um you know for for everyone that uh, runs in their issues or uh, not even not even issues when there are sad stories there's there are a lot of great and good fun and lighthearted stories and uh we get to see some of that this weekend as we go into, we had a few hits, our show at the Odeon. We will be there. The door is at 6.30. The show is at 7.30. It is in downtown Cleveland. Uh, yes, there is a Cleveland Browns game this Saturday. At, at 4.30. Home, at 4.30. So the game will be wrapping up uh, about bell time if it's not over already at that point. And, you know, we'll do our show, make arrangements. If you are coming down, um, you know, be aware about parking situations. People park in that general area. There are some options that are a little less expensive if you're you're willing to walk. Um, I know that for a fact from working down in the area. But uh, you know, get down there earlier. Um, I also would suggest parking those walking distance places too because uh, people will be trying to leave for the Browns game. But um, you know, if you can get a ride downtown, that's the way to go. Uh, I know we've joked about before, people have talked about AIW shuttle bus maybe from a, a location, but uh, our students can't drive. Uh, plus, they're very busy on show days, so there is that. But the lighthearted goodness I talk about, John Thorne, is the return of Dylan Swaggle Postel. Here's a guy who... Uh man, however many months ago has it been a year? Not quite. No, it's been about six, six months. months. Six months. Wasn't sure if he was gonna lace up his his shoes again. Left them into the middle of the ring, even though he seems to forget that he did that. <laughs> and uh, he will be back. We get to see him again after a successful back surgery. Uh, he will be at AIW this coming Friday. Uh, Saturday. Saturday, my goodness, I, I'm so trained to saying Friday. This coming Saturday, with all ego, Ethan Page. That's another bright spot in you know what pro wrestling 
can be and can do. Uh, talk about somebody that just deserves all the all the accolades, all the TV time that he is getting right now. Uh, Ethan Page is one of those guys. Just uh, a, a good, solid person outside the ring. I know he plays a heel right now, <laughs> but he's. Uh, I don't have anything bad to say about him. <laughs> do you? Like no. he's 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 one of the really good stories in pro wrestling. You're you're so happy to see what he's getting right now, uh, in terms of exposure being on TNT week in and week out, uh, and we get to see all ego in his Men of the Year attire doing a he meet. He will be doing a meet. You. He will be doing a meet and greet um, before the you know before bell time as well as intermission. Um. One thing, you know, before we even jump into the card, mm-hmm. it is a hard sell Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, listen, I know that we're up against a lot of stuff, but <laughs> coming out of hell on earth and then seeing where the ticket sales are at for this Saturday, you want to talk about getting brought back to reality? Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not looking too good for Saturday, but we're going to have a show nonetheless. Um, so, uh, you know, if you're on the fence, whatever, uh, please encourage you to buy a ticket, come down, Uber, take the rapid, uh, various forms of, of transportation, but, uh, we gotta, (laughs) we gotta get people in the Odeon, you know, uh, I don't want to move the franchise to, uh, the Tadmore Shrine full time or, or somewhere else, you know, like it's <laughs> these Odeon shows though, you know, that through the experimentation seem to always be a harder sell, no matter, no matter if we're up against something or not. And, uh, <coughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really tough to find a home base in Cleveland proper. So, um, you know, listen, they need people in, in there. You know, they want to sell alcohol. If we're not putting people in there, it reflects poorly on us, you know, and the relationship could obviously get strained. Um, so we're we're trying to prevent that as much as possible. Um, you know, we have a schedule there next year, um, but, you know, we have to have people <laughs> in the crowd for yeah. the show, you know, um, Typically, you know, the stage seating sells out instantly. We still have stage seating available at this time. We still have second row seating available at this time. Um, so, you know, big change from, you know, coming out of 500 plus pre-sold uh, on Black Friday to uh, nowhere, not even uh, 100 pre-sold for the Saturday. So, um, <laughs> you know not trying to doom and gloom it, but um, we're bringing uh, two AEW people in, Hornswoggle's coming back, we have a ladder match, um, you know, all sorts of things, potential surprises lined up, you know, there's there's a lot uh, uh, there's a lot going on. It is my birthday weekend. Yeah. It is Ronald two it is Ronald Two Legs birthday weekend. Uh, we're trying to make it a big party, uh, but we need people to come to the party, right? We do. We need people to come to the party. 
So uh, people, come to the party, for crying out loud. Uh, I know the the Goldsteins are going to be at the party. They'll be there. Uh, I know Scotty Random is going to be there at the party. So that will all be fun and great, and we'll get to celebrate with them. But uh, we'd love for more of you to be at the party. Uh, and then, you know, you mentioned the Rapids, and that's a great thing. We get a lot of people that come from the, the west side, um, you know, and, and maybe they don't attend the after party. So, but the Rapid is a great, great tool that I, I think a lot of our fans don't utilize. And uh, there's one that drops. How late you off does it run? Right how, late does it, how late does it run? It runs pretty late, from what I. I think so. Remember. Yeah, and you got to remember these we, because we we stream this stuff. Uh, our shows are well timed out. Um, so that yeah, that Rapids run, I think maybe until midnight on the weekend that could be wrong could be mistaken but um everyone is kind of different i guess so you know but look into that i would say people uh certainly look into that that's a great great uh tool right there and resource and and it's right there pretty sure there's one that drops you right outside the odeon i think if it's in working order so uh, there you go. Worst case scenario, drops you at Tower City, which is just a, a few blocks away. You walk down the hill. So uh, plenty of options to get there to the Odeon and to get to downtown Cleveland without uh, having to spend a fortune uh, on on parking. And yeah, there's there's that. So come on out, party. Yeah, I mean, I think time. it's like, I think it starts running at like three o'clock in the morning every day. I'm trying it to- could be. I'm trying to kind of look here as we talk, but uh, I'm not going to figure out how late they go. Yeah. I should have asked. They were just into, uh, they just had their, the the uh, RTA office just had their holiday party at our at our bar this past week. <laughs> their yeah. holiday luncheon. I should have asked. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, so back to the show itself. Uh Everybody's wondering who Aldigo Ethan Page was going to take on as he came to AIW, came back to AIW. This is his first time since, you know, I was I was kind of looking it up, and I, and I really don't remember. Did, was the last time that we saw Ethan Page at AIW at the Winchester? Yeah, he's never been in the Odeon. Does that sound right to you? Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. So he had a Winchester match with... Uh, Big Twan. Uh, right before, so I'm enough, looking. Twan took on MJF. So I'm looking, and it looks like it looks like the the Rapids like start running around like 4 a.m. every day, and run until 1:30 a.m. So I mean, if you're partying real hard, you know. <laughs> That probably falls right into your wheelhouse. You know, you might just have to, you know, grab a grab a piece of pizza or something and wait it out till about three a.m. But it looks like the rapids run pretty pretty often. There you go. RideRTA.com. Check it out. I'm looking at all these things too. But uh, yeah, Ethan Page. It's been it's been quite a while uh, since he's been in AIW. Um, he will be uh, releasing some 
special information on his weekly vlog this Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that as to, uh, you know, what this match is all about and why he requested it. Um, so take, you know, take a look at his uh, vlog this Wednesday uh, to find a little bit more depth behind this whole thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, looking forward to it. Um, <coughs> like I said, you know, there's, uh, there's just so much, so much going on in this show. And, uh, I, I'm not saying I'm stressed out, but I'm a little stressed out about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is, uh, fun, interesting stuff here because people are going to wonder if people have been wondering who he was going to take on. Um, and people often wonder how do we come up with certain matches? How do the card get created? And um, so you're saying this was fully by request from Ethan Page uh, to go one on one. Yeah, this is 100% his request. So he will he will elaborate on that. I'm not gonna you know blow yeah. the blow the vlog, the vlog views for him. But oh, you'd be in big he, trouble, pal. He will elaborate on on Wednesday. Okay, very cool. So there you go, folks. If you uh, if you want to know why this match is happening, outside of this is like a very it's a very AIW match anyway, you know. So when when he requests this to you, uh, this was uh, you know so this was one that was uh, potentially going to happen in Tampa as well. Um, mm-hmm. This was one of the ones that was kind of maybe going to happen for our. Uh, collective show in tampa before you know the pandemic and everything so you know um very aw match absolutely this is his uh man it's just it's just funny the different forms of ethan page that we get to see at aiw you know we go from uh this being one of the places that he really took off with his career and got things going uh as we talked about many times on the podcast uh, we get him then. Uh, we get, you know, Impact Wrestling, Ethan Page. Uh, we get the Karate Man. And and now we get Men of the Year, Ethan Page, in his, uh, you know, dress to the nines. Looking, looking yeah, fancy. And, you know, um, I'll, you know, be probably pretty honest is, you know, you're not, pro- not going to see him back again probably for a long, long time. Um you know, it just this just happened to, to kind of work out with the scheduling, <laughs> and it was very close to not working out. Um, so, you know, for those people that kind of took his appearances for granted or think maybe you know I'll catch him next time, it's probably not going to be a next time. And if there is, it's going to be a long time from now. You know, so um, and same same kind of with Swaggle. This was kind of you know. <coughs> um, a let's see, you know, how it goes sort of thing. You know, he is coming off of this very crazy back surgery and um, a lot of questions as, as far as um, his future is concerned, you know. Um, but he did feel, you know, if he was going to give it a go, he was going to give it a go here. So, you know, um, I definitely, you know, was going to, you know, give him that opportunity. There you go. Um, the other two matches that people are talking about, 
we just got to get right into them. Uh, let's start Fonzie and Ziggy Heim. Uh, if you're if you are a fan of ECW, uh, you will know that this is not Fonzie's first intergender match. <laughs> and I mean, we've watched them kind of just annoy the hell out of each other for the last several months. And now it all comes to a head. No Matt Justice, no Derek Dillinger at ringside. What are your expectations of what is going to occur here, John Thorne? Man, I don't even know. Um, I just know that there's been an idea for Fonzie to wrestle for quite some time. Um, it was head in the it was head in the direction of Fonzie and Wes prior to the pandemic, and kind of you know that whole thing got buttoned up, kind of you know with the time off and um, the uh, the show that we did in Indiana. Um, so, you know, the the idea of getting Fonzie in there to, to mix it up with somebody has always kind of been on the back burner, so to speak. And uh, this thing just kind of start it, it just kind of came together a, a little organically, you know, um, mm-hmm. based off those two matches that uh, Justice and Derek had. And, um, you know, I just said, hey. <laughs> it's 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 going this way let's just let's just lean into it and let it let it rip and see what happens if uh folks if you've never watched the Fonzie and Beulah match uh I implore you to seek it out this week <laughs> and, and I'm not and I don't know I mean I don't know what I don't know what my expectations are for it honestly I just yeah. think it is a spectacle and uh it, it can't be missed, right? Like that's at least yeah. in my mind, it's just like, I got to see what's going to happen. Uh, so I'm probably just as intrigued to see how this is going to go as everybody else. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, there are no rules to this match. I don't believe, right? This is, this is whatever. I mean, the only rules goes. are, you know, the only rules are justice and Derek are banned from ringside. Yeah. This is going to be, I don't know what my expectations are either. Chaos? Can I say that? I mean, that's... Maybe Fonzie's going to chain wrestle and, you know, he's going to show us a thing or two. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. We, I mean, who knows? You don't know. You're right. We've seen Fonzie do some crazy things in AIW uh, in his tenure here. And uh, we've seen Ziggy do some ridiculous things. Typically, she's getting thrown by Derek when she does a lot of those things. Um, but this will be... Man, I don't chaotic is is the word for me. Uh, th- th- that's my expectations. Just pure chaos with this match between Ziggy and Bill Alfonso, and that that's all I can say. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It it, it certainly grabs everybody's curiosity. I think, right? I I would hope. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the ticket sales say otherwise, but uh, I would hope that. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, this one definitely has people people interested. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, you know, the the other one that has people interested, uh, as we talk about feuds, we might as well get into it because we'll talk about it for some time. Uh, but it's going to be our main event, and it is the ladder match between the Rip City Shooters and PME for the tag titles. Joshua Bishop, 
Wes Barkley making up the Rip City Shooters, Philly Marino, of course, PME, Broski 1, Broski 2, still don't know which is which, uh, defending the honor of Matt Cardona, who will not be there at this show. Uh, would love to point out that to be. He, he was supposed to be, yes, and uh, got pulled by Impact Wrestling for a show or taping, whatever the case may be. Dixieland, I don't know. Dixieland, yeah. So he will not be there, which means he won't be in the corner. Um, no idea if the third man shows up for the shooters, but a ladder match. This is the first ladder match that we've seen since Joey Janela and Tim Donst at Absolution in Mount Carmel. Certainly, it's the first ladder match that we've ever seen at the Odeon. Yeah, and, uh, you know, um, I asked Pedro, you know, hey, do you think this is something that could be done? And uh, he has assured me that it can be. So uh, the rest is kind of history, right? I mean, <laughs> we're going to see we're going to see what happens. <coughs> um, I don't I, you know, um I think ladder matches are always a little bit intriguing, um, especially at the independent level. It's not something you're going to see, you know, every single month. So, um, or there's not a, you know, special pay-per-view or whatever, you know, like it's, uh, you know, strictly going to be a tag team ladder match. Um, I would expect maybe some, some other items are getting involved, but I'm not going to, you know, specifically brand that. But, right. um, you know, like a T, T, uh, like a L, what, what would it be? Like a, a, a DLC oh. match, a doors, doors, uh, <laughs> ladders and chairs. I don't know, you know, DLC. But, uh, <laughs> trademark it. This is my intellectual property if anybody else uses it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, we're going to see what happens. You know, obviously, um, you know, this has been brewing for quite some time. Maybe uh, maybe this is the end. Maybe there's more to come. You, you know, you, you never know. I, but um, you know, I think it's it's very fitting. You know, to to give uh, both of these teams a marquee match uh, at the top of the card, and uh, you know, they certainly all four of them deserve it. Yeah, absolutely, they do. Uh, this feud has been brewing. It's been going for a long time. So you're saying right now, though, even though this is such a huge, huge match, and obviously main event marquee here, but uh, this this isn't necessarily signifying the end of this feud. You don't think? I mean, I don't know. You know, it could go. I think it could go uh, several different directions. I think that's what's so intriguing about it. Okay. Um, you know, uh, this could be the end all be all, you know, there could be more to come. I, I, I really don't know, to be honest with you. Um, you know, well, uh, ladder matches are tough. Um, you know, so I don't know what's going to happen. I wish I had, you know, I wish I had a little bit more pizzazz to put, put on that, but you know, it's true. You know, you just really don't know how it's going to go and how it's going to turn out. And, um, there's obviously far more chance for injury and, and things of that nature to happen here. Sure. Uh, I know Mike from Sandusky is pretty fucking hot about this match. I'll tell you that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, uh, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, there's just a lot of potential for 
a lot to go wrong. And I think that's what's so intriguing about ladder matches from a fan's perspective. Uh, there's also a lot of chance for innovation and creativity. So, you know, I'm just interested to see, you know, how these four kind of homegrown talents you know, approach this kind of new setting and uh, see what they can do. Uh, have you ever been in a ladder match? Oh, yeah. A couple. Yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. So what's what's your what's your mindset just going into one of these like can you can you truly prepare or get yourself into a frame of mind for one or you well i just want to point out i don't think i ever made it past the first rung in a ladder match <laughs> maybe the second i didn't get i didn't get too high up uh but yeah i've i've been super super early if you watch some of those early aw matches or shows i'm in there's a couple, I think, at least that I was in, or matches that involved ladders. I mean, it sucks. It hurts. It's, uh, you know, like, it, I don't know. Like, I think people are, like, desensitized to the fact that, like, these ladders are fiberglass mostly or, you know, even, you know, the aluminum ones are just turn into just jagged metal to, to cut you. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it it sucks. It's like it, there's absolutely uh, an increased level of fear when uh, I mean, it's been a long, long time since I've been in a ladder match, but uh, it's certainly an increased level of fear, uh, no doubt. Um, because I just think that you know, fans don't fans have become so desensitized to weapons and wrestling like i don't I, I think they just think like a ladder is like yeah whatever like but it sucks <laughs> it fucking hurts <laughs> um you know like uh it's just there's there's no there's no real way to prepare for it and then you know when you're putting you know that sense of height and falling from higher and all that stuff in, into everything it's i mean uh, there's so much potential to to go wrong it's 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 very very dangerous and uh, i don't think ladder matches get the you know kind of get the respect that maybe they're due can i you know can i ask you about what it means for for people to have chemistry when they're in the ring together um you can listen to all sorts of wrestling podcasts and guys who have wrestled before and you know they they might say they didn't really like each other in real life but um the in-ring chemistry was incredible and i'm not saying whether these four do or don't like each other but you know i think that watching you as a promoter there are ways that you can go when people have chemistry in terms of the booking and maybe you book them in a match where there aren't rules because their chemistry is lacking so there is this element is this ladder match though more of hey these guys have great chemistry so now where do we go from a regular style match yeah i mean uh i don't think they like each other that much but uh, they certainly have chemistry you know it's kind of comparable to like a uh sean michaels Bret hart situation like uh, they certainly aren't uh the best of friends you know when uh everyone goes out in the you know to the bar or whatever afterwards or um you know they're in the locker room but uh they do have tremendous chemistry with each other 
Um, and sometimes, you know, from my perspective, it's let's throw kind of a new hurdle there and see how they handle it, you know, see how the chemistry goes, you know, um, if anybody watched the IWTV show where they, you know, went out and they did a completely different match than they usually do. They did this like kind of wild Memphis brawl. And, uh, you know, that's usually not what they do. And, um, I loved it. So <clears throat> my thought is, is, you know, let's, let's give them this, this ladder match to, uh, to see, you know, what they can come up with and see if the chemistry has no bounds, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's just a curiosity that I have within my head because these guys clearly do and they have the great chemistry. And I know people always kind of want to, again, going back to Swaggle and Ethan Page, but we know how that got booked. But people always wonder the thought process behind booking these things and, and where you go in terms of uh, in terms of everything. So love it. Love trying to figure that out. Um, you know, as we look at other matches on, on this card, and uh, we circle, we go all the way back to the AIW New Talent Initiative and talk about guys who have made their way onto AEW. We had big shoddy Lee Johnson coming to town, and he's someone uh, who, if you're new to AIW, you don't realize. Maybe you watch him on AEW every week, but he's a guy that we got to see at the New Talent Initiative in Akron, uh, what? Two, right before the pandemic. Right before the pandemic. Okay, I couldn't remember. He's twenty nineteen or twenty. Yeah, uh, February twenty twenty. Right, right before the pandemic. Um, yeah, he signed up and he did the camp, and uh, you know he was kind of one of the more standout guys that were there that day. And this, you know, was pre AEW and all those opportunities that came for him later. And um, you know, he's obviously. Uh, been doing great, you know, since the pandemic and found his way to AEW and has been in some, some pretty high profile things. Um, and, uh, you know, he reached out and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking to, to do more. He's, he's still, you know, even though he's a contracted wrestler looking to kind of expand his knowledge and get different opportunities and wrestle different people and be in front of different crowds and, you know, try to, to kind of, you know, do that old school thing of, you know, honing his craft, you know, on the road as well. Um, so he reached out and we, we were able to come to terms and, um, you know, he's coming, he's coming back at, at least for this show, you know, and we'll, we'll see how it goes going forward. But, um, you know, I told him I would, I would certainly give him, you know, <laughs> at least, you know, one booking and, um, I think, uh, you know, Riley Rose is another guy that's, uh, very much on the rise and, uh, could use, uh, the experience equally, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we get to see Riley Rose, uh, taking on Lee Johnson this Saturday at the Odeon, and that should make for a, a really, uh, good and fun, interesting match right there. Um, different styles, certainly. And, and that'll be. It's a very intriguing matchup. I'm looking forward to that. Riley still fresh off the uh, the comeback trail here, coming back from injury, and what a way to be tested still yet again uh, with someone like Lee Johnson, who is really like Lee to me. Him being on here and and having met him, you know, uh, almost two years ago now, um, 
he's still a guy who feels like you know he's he's gonna have to keep proving himself man he's he's in a land among big stars and he's not a name that they all know but he certainly gets that tv time and this is the shows like this getting out on the road like you said um it's still a great way for him to continue to uh push himself and with for that growth and also you know reach different audiences yeah absolutely and i think you know Riley Rose is a guy that's uh, almost there. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got uh, a a great in ring arsenal. Um, something you know, just I don't know if it's missing or what. You know, and I don't know if he just needs the the big you know singles match or whatever. Um, so we're gonna try this out as well. I think they have very comparable st- styles, and uh, I think. Uh, you know, hopefully they're going to come out there with uh, something to prove. I think they both have different reasons to prove different things. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to this one. And, you know, that's that was was, was kind of interesting about, you know, how this card came together. It kind of uh, made some some spots available for people that don't necessarily get them all the time like a like a riley rose yeah uh and then you know from there there was a point in time where we sat here and we said man the aiw tag team division is as hot as any uh any single star really at aiw and we've taken the time and i think that this show is really a great indicator of how that's been even replenished. I think a lot of the tag teams during that time frame, we don't see them quite as much anymore. Uh, we still, of course, see two infinity beyond regularly, but that's, there's this new crop. And of course we talked about the ladder match and that's a, a, a great, great, uh, great match to signify how hot this tag team division is. But there are two more on this card that it's just like, all right, here's, these these are still going to be a hell of a, a great time to watch in you know uh, nine to five coming back and they're taking on balking season and the balking season guys continue to have impressive runs here in uh, 2021 as they really grow as a team and start making a name for themselves in this tag division. Yeah, and I believe nine to five holds a win over balking season. I I. I could be wrong on that but i believe so um so yeah i mean i just think uh you know nine to five uh i think is great um you know obviously a team that has not been able to get on every single show um (coughs) and uh you know i told them that i was going to make more of an effort to try to find something for them and uh you know get them on more AIW shows because I think, you know, they have a pretty unique act and I think, you know, uh, the crowd, you know, plays along with it uh, and they're, they're in on it. And, you know, that's really what makes a a great live wrestling experience. Um, And I think they're great for that. And, you know, uh, bulking season, you know, obviously, um, you know, they are, a team that is on the rise, but also still trying to find their footing and get that experience. And, um, you know, some things click and some things don't. Um, 
So I just thought that this was uh, a good opportunity to kind of put these two teams in there again and uh, see what happens. And then the other side of things, uh, two teams really brand new to the AIW Tag Team Division in 2021, uh, the main event, and then right out of the AIW Academy, members only. And you want to talk about contrasting styles. I mean, uh, the main event, those guys physically are the size that members only thinks they are in their mind. <laughs> I mean, the main event are big fucking dudes. Like, uh, <laughs> I just don't know how these guys are not signed to a contract at this point. I mean, they look like stars. They're sized like stars. I mean, you know, uh, they are very good in the ring. I mean, I just don't know how nobody has offered them something and put them on television, you know, be it AEW, WWE, Impact. Um, I just, they seem like a, like a can't miss team. And, you know, I'm booking them as if, you know, I don't expect for them to be around that, that long, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they, you know, like I just said, you know, like uh, bulking season and, you know, different people trying to find their way. I think these guys got it. You know what I mean? They have it all figured out. And it's just kind of a, a matter of time. I'll be shocked, you know, if they do not get picked up somewhere by somebody. Um, with that said, you know, this is 100% a challenge for members only to see, you know, how can you do outside of the AIW Academy bubble? Mm-hmm. Um, how can you mesh, work with, persevere, all those things with some, you know, road traveled veterans uh, that are working at an extremely high level right now. Um, and that's 100% the idea behind this match is kind of, you know, feast or famine, sink or swim. And this is uh, this is one of those kind of rare matches, um, you know, in terms of fan reaction, uh, I think the tag team division seems to invoke stronger reactions one way or the other for our wrestlers, um, as opposed to typically the singles matches. But so this is one one of those rare moments where, in terms of wrestling terminology, we're going babyface, babyface here. The the crowd seems to love all four of these guys. I mean, really, that's up to the crowd, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, who do you root for? I mean. It's uh, just gonna have to wait and see. I know it's gonna it's gonna be fun. It's going to be fun to see. I think they both get that reaction when they they come out, but it's gonna be fun to see uh, what that crowd reaction is as this match goes on. Do they stick with the homegrown talent, in or do they decide? You know what we've we've been in favor of uh, the main event for some time and. And we've been wanting them here at AIW, so we were really excited when they got here. Uh, very, yeah, interesting, interesting dynamic there. Uh, that'll that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, there are some other matches on this card. Uh, as I talk about interesting, and I, I used the word chaos earlier in this show. 
Uh, there is a four-way match that, uh, again, if I could use one word, chaos is, is what I would describe. Uh, you're going to have Filthy Tom Lawler, Levi Everett, Derek Dillinger, and Kaplan all in a ring going against each other. Yeah, I mean, this is the uh, let's see what happens match, right? <laughs> like, yeah, this is this uh, is vintage AIW booking right here, right? A lot of just conflicting styles, and let's just throw it all in the pot and stir it up and see what happens. I, I, I mean, <laughs> the the possibilities are endless. They really are. Uh, a, a lot of hard hitting. I feel like that's going to happen. These are these are four dudes that can, man, like pack a real punch, you know, throw a, a real clothesline or lariat or whatever you want to call it, folks. Like all four of these guys could take your head off with <laughs> swinging their arm around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I just, uh, I, I, you know, when I'm putting the card together and I'm looking at, you know, what's kind of available and how it's taking shape. And uh, this one just seemed real interesting to me. Yeah, uh, I believe that. <laughs> is this when you are booking the card? So, oftentimes you give people the dates ahead of time of our shows. When you come to something like this, is this a moment where you know some of the matches start to take shape? You know, we've got a story going, so you know it's going to be PME and the Rip City Shooters. And then, you know, maybe, okay, so we know we're going to have Fonzie and Ziggy, and maybe you know there's something else that you really want to make sure you have. Do you start then taking a look at who's going to be here? And and then you just say, all right, these four guys, this could be weird. Because that's <laughs> how that of, works. Kind of, you know, it's like I, I just kind of move pieces up and down and, you know, around. And uh, <coughs> sorry, Justin Summers, that was a cough. Um, and I start, uh, you know, just seeing how it, how it takes shape and, uh, you know, there's different combinations and different things. And I just kept looking at those four names and going, man, I just wonder what would happen, you know, like, (laughs) and then it just got to the point where I was just like, fuck it. It's going to happen. So it's happening. Yeah. I mean, and something has to give because. Uh, all four of these guys really on on their own individual hot streaks uh, here in 2021. So we have to see uh, how this year ends for them. Um, star-making performances throughout the year for Kaplan and Derek. Uh, Filthy Tom Lawler is as good as they get. Levi Everett continues to find his stride. Uh, so... I mean, literally, when push comes to shove, I, I know it's a figure of speech, but there will be a lot of that in this match. Um, only one guy is coming out on top in this thing, and and I I dare say that he is not walking away uh, feeling very good after winning this one. Yeah, and I mean, I think this is just going to be a down and dirty. Just you know, not going to be a brawl for all, but you know. Uh, just imagine, you know, that sort of, you know, just, um, you know, just a fight, really, you know, and I think I think it's completely different than everything else that's on the card. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then speaking of two people who've had tremendous um, strides taken here in in 2021, uh, the the last match I'm going to mention here, uh, Jocelyn Navarro, who is coming off of a win against Riley Rose, uh, and just really, really shown uh, what she has to offer and how much more potential is even still out there for her throughout this entire year. It's This has really been a, um, a great year for Jocelyn, I think, in the ring. And she's taking on Chase Oliver, who has had this resurgence and maybe the healthiest he's been since he's been in AIW, to be quite honest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they're both coming off big wins at Hell on Earth. And, um, you know, both, you know, I hate to keep saying this cliche, have things to prove, but they do. And, um, you know, uh, I just thought, you know, I, I was looking at how things, you know, played out at Hell on Earth and they both had wins. And I thought, okay, you know, let's <coughs> let's put them together. You know, they've both been kind of, you know, in and out of these, you know, four-way scramble matches and, and different things and, you know, tag matches. And um, I thought, you know, this is a perfect opportunity to give them a singles against each other and, you know, see what they can do together. Um, you know, uh, I, I think it's a unique matchup. I think uh, they should work well together, but, you know, there's always that possibility for, for not going well. And, uh, you know, that's what makes wrestling great is because you, you you just don't know really you know you can't you can't predict how things are gonna go yeah absolutely not i mean it, and that's kind of as we look up and down this card that that's how a lot of things have gone for everybody i mean wrestling as a whole obviously and especially for us over the last couple of years but that's that's a statement that can be put towards anybody on here and so uh, everything you know, you said it with that four-way. It's very different than than everything else that's going to be on the card. Everything on this card is kind of different from each other. That's what, again, we've talked about it I don't know how many times, but that's what makes AIW unique. Uh, I think Ethan Page, Swaggle, is going to be a very fun, uh, I don't know, dare I say there's probably going to be some silly moments in that matchup. I, I'm sure that there will be. That's going to be very different from uh, members only and the main event which is going to be extremely different from Fonzie and Ziggy Heim, which is going to be way different from Jocelyn and Chase. And, of course, then we have a ladder match to throw in here. So up and down, this is a a stacked card when it comes to variety in terms of uh, types of wrestling. And I think, again, as we sometimes toot our own horn here, that's certainly what we've we've done well at AIW over the years. And this this is no exception. Uh, will we be streaming live? That's one thing we haven't talked about. Uh, I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that we are on the schedule. I think uh, most of the Odeon events uh, will stream live. Um, I will get an official word on that this week, but uh, I'm 90% positive that we will we will stream live. Um <laughs> so we'll see about that. Uh, there'll be an official official word on that later in the week, uh, but I would anticipate that's a yes. All right, there you go. Um, that's that's the card, folks. Again, so the, 
We should be streaming on IWTV, but certainly get your tickets. Come to the Odeon this Saturday, uh, December 18th. Bell time is 7.30. Doors open at 6.30. If you're an AEW fan, you'll have a meet-and-greet opportunity with all-ego Ethan Page. Uh, he will be there. I'm sure Swag will be imagine, out there I, ahead of time. I mean, I would imagine Lee Johnson would be out there selling merchandise and at, not in official meet-and-greet capacity. But but we'll be out there, yeah. Um, so grab them. Tickets, shop.aiwrestling.com. Uh, all the information there. Follow us on social media at AI Wrestling. Uh, John Thorne, we've got some questions in the Discord if you feel like we got the time to do it. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Let's do it. Hell yeah, let's do it. All right. First one. Uh, this is from Reese. And uh, are you familiar with the game Mary Fuck Kill, John Thorne? I mean, I've, I've, I've uh, witnessed it played a few times. Okay. Very simple. Uh, we get th- three options. You got to marry one, uh, fuck one, and kill one. And <laughs> the options given to us here from Reese are vodka and water, four loco, or Molson beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I don't my answer. <laughs> I think I'm gonna uh, fuck a four loco because I mean. Right, yeah. It only it only makes sense. Yep, uh, on board. Lots of uh, lots of strange things during those that era of my life when those were available in the original recipe. Uh, I'm gonna marry vodka and water because you know that's it's old reliable, water. right? That's yeah. the uh, that's the foundation of life. Uh, every marriage needs a. Uh, Nice foundation, and uh, I'm going to kill Molson Beer because I don't think in my <laughs> life, other than being like 19 in Canada and uh, getting a triple X Molson, uh, have I ever sought out a Molson uh, brand beer ever in my life? Uh, so I'm going to kill Molson Beer because, I mean, what a random uh random thing who like uh yeah i don't know molson beer no thank you very random uh i'm on the same page as you i think when i was in college um i did have a brief affinity for molson ice i think that was a thing and that's like i mean that's just the the, uh, yeah i uh i don't know the ice makes it ice beers Ice beers would fuck you up more. Yeah, yeah. At least that's you know that was the the uh, underage mindset for sure. Right. There was a little. Do you remember bit more Ice alcohol. House beer? Remember Ice yeah, House beer? Yeah. Is that still a beer? Ice House. It's Ice awful, House beer. But I don't know if it still is. But I think they were like the original thirty pack people. Was Ice House? Nobody was doing the. 30 I remember pack on my eighteenth. I remember on my 18th birthday, I snuck into what is now defunct. It was the go-to place at the time, the Panini's in Berea uh, on a Thursday night. And uh, you had to be 18 to get in, and they wouldn't let me in because I tried to get in before midnight. So I went around back, and they had a little patio. And I climbed up uh, the patio, and I got in, and... uh, I was getting those those ice houses for a dollar on my 18th birthday, and uh, 
I don't remember what happened, but uh, I wound up getting punched in the face by somebody there. So <laughs> went to high school the next day with a black guy on my 18th birthday. So wow. not a Molson beer, but a, a shitty beer story nonetheless. There you go. Uh, next question. Any chance of booking Eugene on his goodbye tour? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if uh, the Eugene thing plays well these days. Um, you know, uh, Nick Dinsmore, uh, was a very talented wrestler, but, uh, I don't know, you know, he lives in like North Dakota or somewhere. It's probably a uh, pricey, pricey travel bill. So I would say probably not. And I think he's kind of, uh, a little outspoken on Twitter if I remember correctly. So, I mean, I don't know. Would you really want to come see the Eugene Farewell Tour? I mean, if the answer is yes, for multiple of you, then maybe. But I don't know. And by multiple, we mean multiple hundred, not like yeah, five hundred, like a hundred like of you. Yeah. Um, interesting question here from Steve K in the Discord. Uh, I think we've kind of talked about it a little bit from time to time on here, but. How hard would it be to book long-term storylines if it wasn't for the AIW Academy? Would you be able to at all, given the constantly changing landscape of who's available on the indie scene over the last 12 months? Um, you know, we've done it in the past, which predates the AIW Academy, but that was also really around a time when not a lot of indie guys were going too many places. And the only thing you really had to worry about is if uh, Gabe was going to pull somebody off of your show or ring of honor, uh, which, you know, would happen. But, uh, I mean, it's possible, but it's a lot more stable to do it with the homegrown talent. And, you know, I know it's taboo to say, but a lot of this really is somewhat of a Chikara mindset of building from within and, um, you know, making your students the stars and, you know, working around them and, and, and mixing in, outside talents and different things. So um, it certainly makes it a lot less stressful, you know, like uh, when, you know, you can have a daily conversation with the talent as opposed to a once a month conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, you never know where people are going and, you know, uh, things have changed dramatically, you know, in the last six, seven years, which is when, you know, we really started making this transition. Um, but it is, po it is certainly possible to do w what I found myself doing is really, I used to be such a just insane planner of the storylines and the booking. And, um, you know, now a lot of the times I find myself kind of figuring it out closer to a show or whatever because you know we do have such a deep kind of core local roster at this point you know so it's 
a lot less stressful, uh, I guess, on me because, you know, especially, you know, when Biggins was here, that stuff would drive us insane. You know, um, I've talked about the calendar and all the things trying to work around everybody's dates and, uh, you know, it would really just drive us insane. Um, so now I, I, I feel a little bit more comfortable because we do have this great pipeline of talents um that the fans accept and um you know certainly hold their own you know in the ring for the most part so um it's possible but uh, i feel a lot more comfortable with you know the the kind of home base guys so to speak sure yeah makes complete sense um from from Big Dan here in the Discord, uh, I can I can tell you one of his questions. Uh, Dan, go ahead and listen to multiple podcasts. Um, I know people miss it at times, but a popular one people always want to know some of your most and least favorite shows and matches from AIW. And I know we've talked about that at various points. Um, so eh, we won't we won't touch on that. Yeah, I mean, too much. there's you know so much of that stuff kind of evaporates from my brain unless it's like specific like specifically brought back to my attention like um you know uh he who shall not be named uh was uh texting me uh, trying to push a AIW old school show and I said I don't think anybody would care Honestly, and I certainly wouldn't care. Um, you know, I think there's a uh, episode of The Sopranos or something that Tony Soprano says, remember when is the lowest form of conversation. And uh, I don't like relying on going back to the history books. You know what I mean? Like there's some great stuff back there. But as I just stated in the previous question, there's so much to look forward to in the future with all these new talents. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, a lot of the bad stuff I try not to think about. I try to just like purge it honestly from my brain and not dwell on it. And, um, you know, if there's like a specific question, uh, you know, certainly I could probably elaborate on why it was such a bad day. Uh, but I try not to really sit there and, you know, just, uh, hold old like all those things in and uh, you know um miggins was good for remembering every specific bad thing and having like a <laughs> just hit list in his head um but uh and you know if uh, there's a certain talent or something that is brought to my attention and i remember like oh that person fucked us you know like mm-hmm. that certainly is going to come into play but i mean i'm also not gonna um, really dwell <laughs> on a lot of that bad stuff. I mean, there's plenty of shows that I hated. I mean, to be honest with you, I pro, I, I hate 98% of the shows. I think they can all improve <laughs> and do better. So, you know, like, um, but as soon as it's over, you know, it's like, um, it's on to the next one. That's, that's kind of the, you know, the way I think about things. Yeah. Um, and I think we touched on this recently, uh, but Questions asked. Uh, any plans to bring any more Japanese talents uh, in in the future, pandemic permitting? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm always, you know, it's always something that uh, I'm willing to entertain. And um, a lot of the times it's, you know, there's things that are brought to us. Um, <coughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm always, you know, I'm always kind of um, open, you know, open for business, so to speak, uh, as far as that goes, you know. And obviously there's, you know, once it's kind of you know, on the table, then, you know, you, I decide like, is it going to work for us that, you know, and then you know, kind of uh, the negotiation happens there. And if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Um, uh, I'm not actively seeking anybody out currently. You know, I, I certainly try to catch, you know, any of these new Japan guys when they're over here, you know, uh, we tried like crazy, you know, a, a couple months ago. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's always on the table. It's, uh, it's not something I'm, I'm living and dying by, but it's something I'm certainly interested in, you know, if it's the right talent and it, it makes sense. Um, so, you know, we'll see, I, I, I hope, you know, I, I hope that we're able to, you know, bring some of those guys to Cleveland. Um, a fun one here, uh, favorite Christmas present ever. Do you remember? Uh, I mean, I'm going to have to go with, uh, Royal Rumble for Sega Genesis, right? Like that's, that was a good one. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Um, that's you good know, present. that's, I mean, the, uh, Sega Genesis games certainly stick out from the childhood, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure I told the story before, but one time I got that, uh, I got that, uh, other, that Power Rangers licensed talk boy and I was pissed about it. thought that was for kids. I really wanted that talk boy <laughs> home alone too, but I was too old to think the Power Rangers were cool. So I threw it on the ground and my grandma still brings it up every Christmas. Um, my, I told you what my favorite Christmas present ever really easy. Uh, I was in the fifth grade. It was 1994. Uh, I was living, it was at my mom and stepdad's house, and we got a little black lab puppy. And oh, uh, I, I didn't have a dog over at that house. You know, my parents had been divorced for a few years, and, uh, you know, I had a dog at my dad's house. Didn't have one at my mom's where I, I spent most of my time. And so, got to. Got a puppy there. That was a big deal for me. So I loved that. I had a big. Favorite. I had a big black lab when I was a kid. His name was Wally. Yeah, we yeah, had because uh, my parents. That's a good my name. parents were watching. My parents were watching uh, uh, National Lampoon Vacation. Vacation. And they're yeah, going, they're going to Wally World, and I was saying Wally. So they named <laughs> the dog Wally. Uh, we had Anheuser. The original plan was to get a second dog, so we would have Anheuser and Bush, but we only ever stuck with Anheuser. Uh, see the thing about Christmas presents is my birthday is five days before Christmas. So a lot of that stuff kind of blends together. Sure. It overlaps for you. Yeah. And there's a little resentment towards Christmas. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) a lot of people just sneaking in one gift, you know, for the, for the whole year. So, uh, you know, a little resentful towards it. Um, of course the question is, there's a question about whether or not we're going to do another holiday spectacular episode. Uh, I can I'm say, gonna say I'm gonna say no. <laughs> There's too much, 
too much drama that came out of it. So there was way too much drama uh, for the amount of work that we put in. Uh, yeah, it's a no go. It's a no from me, dog, as Randy Jackson would say. Um, uh, man, all, now everybody's humming in here with these questions as we're we're winding down and done. Uh, any chance doing a show? Oh, once I'm the- once I'm yeah. well, while you're while you're reviewing them. One time I also got a Carolina Panthers starter jacket. I, I, I distinctly remember that. Well, that's a interesting one. Were you a big Panthers fan? It was when they were like an expansion team, and I was just like, Brand oh, new. I, like I think that looks, yeah. think that looks cool. You know? It did. That was a cool color scheme. Yeah. Um, thoughts on booking Jeff Hardy or Alberto Del Rio for a show? Uh, Jeff Hardy, yay, Alberto Del Rio, nay. There you go. Uh, any chance doing a show at the brewery again? I'm guessing that means uh, Goldhorn. Uh, uh, they we, like we'll the con- yeah, the contact person changed, and there's a new person there, and like they don't understand and. They said they put like a bunch of pinball machines and stuff in that show space that we used. So, I mean, I didn't really push it. They were like, come on down for a meeting. And like, they're talking like we're like, uh, like the person is like obviously like a catering, like wedding event person. And they just were not on the same page at all from, you know, the, the girl that we dealt with previously. So I just kind of like left it at that. I mean, uh, there's always kind of things on the table, you know, we're, we're willing to do stuff, but you know, at this point, I think in Cleveland, it's like, you're going to get your Odeon shows. You're going to get your Winchester shows in Lakewood, which is, you know, pretty much Cleveland. And, um, you know, I don't know about doing too much more in the area, unless it was like moving to a bigger venue and like kind of replacing an Odeon show or something like that. You know, I, I don't, I don't know if we need to, you know, do stuff like that. Maybe like a brewery in like, you know, say Canton or Columbus or a, a different, a completely different market, I think would be more on the table than, you know, doing a uh, Cleveland brewery place. All right. Last question. And you knew that this was going to pop up because of recent events. Do you see Johnny Gargano coming back to AIW for something at some point? I would like to invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege at this time. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. There, uh, this is not the court of law, but you're welcome to do so. Uh, there you hey, go. You just, you just, hey, I'm not. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. All right. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. Uh, great way to end it. We'll leave it at that with the, the Fifth Amendment here. <laughs> the best amendment, if uh, if you're going to pick an amendment, uh, of, the, of the first ten of the Bill of Rights. Uh, and from there, hey, we'll tell you one more time, folks. Get your tickets, shop.aiwrestling.com, this Saturday at the Odeon in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, you can also, we believe, watch <laughs> on Indie Wrestling, IWTV. Uh, come experience it live, you know. Come experience it live. It's going to be amazing. Um, you know, and if you are partaking in festivities that are happening in Cleveland earlier in the day, um, just pace yourself. Can I throw that out there? Don't show up and be an asshole. How about that? Right? That's fair. Right. Uh, 
just none of none of that uh you know just know what you're getting into it's gonna be a long day it's gonna be a fun day just keep it fun folks everybody be cool and that's it that's gonna do it for us here so for be cool AW, be like cool. the john travolta movie with the rock yeah that was uh is he in that he is yeah that's a sequel to get shorty was be cool and get shorty he was into movies and be cool he got into the music industry and The Rock was in that. It's a good flick. I like that one. Nick Sanka really likes Be Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie. Andre 3000 is in that too, dude. Andre and Cedric the Entertainer. Good times. Good time. Uh, well, hey, for AIW owner John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy, and we will talk to you next week right here on The Card is Going to Change. Buy those tickets.